This podcast is brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within federal, state, and local government agencies. Hello, I'm Executive Editor Eric Chabro, and this is GovInfoSecurity.com's Week in Review for Friday, November 12th. Imagine brakes failing on scores of cars simultaneously, causing catastrophic crashes throughout the country. As cars become more computerized and linked through networks, couldn't terrorists virtually target automobiles as they've done with jetliners and buildings, but instead use technology rather than individuals to begin the chain of events leading to disaster? The thought of such attacks never entered my mind until I spoke with Bob Brammer. He is the Chief Technology Officer at Integrator Northrop Grumman Information Systems. Brammer points out that most cars contain as many as 100 tiny computers that control most of their components, all accessed through a diagnostic port. It is possible to take over a car, controlling the brakes, accelerator, the steering wheel, uh, despite whatever the driver might want to do. Modern automobiles are highly vulnerable to a uh, cybersecurity vehicle. Brammer, for now, sees the threats to cars as more theoretical than practical. But he says it demonstrates that we must think about cybersecurity more broadly than we have in the past. As the trend is to put more information technology into everything that we do, whether it's cars, airplanes, power grids, water supplies, whatever, that we have to think about the security aspects of the design. These systems, within reason, have to be able to withstand certain types of attempts to attack or exploit them. That's a terrible thing to have to say, but I think that's the way the world is these days. The Inspector General of the Social Security Administration has issued a report that faults the agency with lax enforcement of its policy that prohibits employees and contractors from installing non-standard software on their computers. The report cites seven incidents this past year when individuals weren't disciplined for installing non-improved software. The installed programs contained malware. The agency's counselor to the commissioner, James Wynn, responded, saying only two of the individuals knowingly installed non-standard software without authorization. He says the agency will take disciplinary action, if appropriate, when an employee consciously installs unapproved programs. If they do so unwittingly, he says, disciplinary action is unwarranted. I'll be back with our guest blog after this. Are you responsible for your agency's regulatory compliance program? Do cybercrime, data breaches, or endpoint security keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the GovInfoSecurity.com educational webinar library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit GovInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. Finally, from our blogs. And it comes from cybersecurity guru Jim Lewis, senior fellow at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. Lewis questions the expectations many have that cyber awareness campaigns will help protect people from viruses and such, especially as more of us rely on iPhones, iPads, droids, and other mobile computing devices. He writes that nobody asks consumers to maintain their refrigerators or their car's anti-lock brakes, and the same is true with mobile devices. They like not having to deal with updates, patches, and new drivers. The trend, he says, is for consumers to act more like, well, consumers, and less like computer operators. Besides, what chances do individuals have when giant organizations that spend heavily on IT security can't always protect themselves? 
Lewis says calling for everyone to defend their own patch of cyberspace has a nice frontiersman-like ring to it, but it won't work against well-resourced, sophisticated opponents. Even after a month of awareness training, Daniel Boone and Grandma aren't going to be China's People Liberation Army or the Russian Mafia. To read Lewis's blog, go to GovInfoSecurity.com search engine and keyword James Lewis. That's it for this week. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening, and have a good weekend and a great week ahead. This podcast has been brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.GovInfoSecurity.com.